I hadn't had an HD ver- uh, vision version angle of the Texas A&M Incarnate Word fight. Texas Roll. A&M Commerce, I should say, and Incarnate Word. Dude, that was legit. I mean, that was... Yeah, we got after it. Ding, ding. Did they, did they ever... I, I could never find a conclusion as to like what led to it or anything of that nature, but... I mean, those. Whenever you hear people say, "Oh man, there was a fight," sometimes you don't get that. <laughs> sometimes you get a guy that pushes and a lot of pushing and shoving. Yeah, I mean, there was some random bench player from Incarnate Word that like went hammer fist over the top. Yeah, it got a little, got a little nasty. How are you, man? Good, Good morning. morning. Look at you. Yeah, Josh was in before me today, so that is. That's big time. But it also should be said, what, you're you're a one-car family right now? <laughs> Indeed. So, I got dropped off at school this morning. Oh, okay. It's, which is a, such a weird feeling. We had to do that for a couple of weeks where even though you never go anywhere during the show, the idea that you can't if you want to, it's kind of like you feel stuck. It's like, I can't leave this place even if I want to. Because then if you're like, I'm out of here, like the awkwardness of waiting around for an Uber, it's like, what are you still doing here? It's like, oh, my Uber hasn't shown up yet. Yep, so. right isn't here yet. So if you want to do the the Jerry Maguire and just walk out, you're like, ah. I guess he got fired though. I guess. Jay Thank Moore you, by him. the way. You uh, you gave me a lift yesterday. It it was um no problem at all. I was right over by there after the show was over. Dude, I feel so terrible with the issues that we were having with the tie line yesterday, and. I, I first of all, I hated that it happened right in the middle of my interview with the mayor. The mayor was on with us, and then all of a sudden, at the end of the interview, I'm like, "Whoa, what'd you do? Are you okay? Everything fine?" Because it sounded like someone got shocked, and you never heard anything. It was just no. It was just me sitting there going, "You okay? Everything good?" And so we we were able to live because poor I poor Mayor Heikela. We 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 can we can make give me a stick. Give me some duct tape. We can do a radio show, right? <laughs> Even though, please tell Callum McCoy, I'm very sorry, because I did a whole interview with him, leaned over a piece of equipment while holding an adapter in place. and, and <laughs> It seemed to... Uh, never made eye contact. It seemed to go on well. <laughs> but I felt terrible because when something happens on your watch, then inevitably... Someone somewhere is going to be like, well, what did Plank do? And I don't like to even have that thought, right? It happened on my watch. Not even a remote association. Not even an association or an assumption, man. So, Steel Man, for those that missed the show. But I, I have something on the Young Athletic Center I want to talk about here in a bit, Young Family Athletic Center. but don't The YFAC. No, we are not doing that on this show. <laughs> Kelly McCoy did it so smoothly. I was like, okay, I can do that. And then all of a sudden I was like, no. No, we're I'd not say. we're not risking that. I I was feeling really responsible when we left. And I was I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I was really tired. I was really tired after the show. And I saw the boss lady and Casey was bringing in a new power source and so it was I, I was feeling better because Steely's like, look, it's fine. It's working. I'm like, great. I'm like, I hope you don't have to deal with this. And then as soon as he hit the air, He's like, maybe it's Plank's fault. Maybe he has, and, and then he brought up a great point. He's like, maybe it's some sort of static electricity thing. And I was like, I wonder if that was it. 
right? I wonder if somehow I had shocked the system or, or whatever. I don't, I don't know. See, it was, my, it, it was my fault during our show, and it'll be good for Steely. And then the next thing I know, I drop the uh, – thanks to Fowler, thanks to Dallas. They've got a great crew over at Fowler Toyota. They gave me a, a, an incredible ride. It was a 2024 Toyota RAV4 that when I picked it up, Josh, it had 22 miles on it. Wow. And that, that was my ride to Lake Charles and back. It was it was um, I was so afraid because it was a brand new car, but it was amazing. Thank you, Dallas. Thank you, Fowler. So after I dropped that off, I picked you up. Yes, you did. And by the time the truck is very nice, by the way. Thank you. Isn't it? It really likes to eat gas. But Steely was on his phone, so then I was like, it was twofold. Number one, I'm a Mike Steely guy. Like I, he, he and I have been in radio. For a really long time, we've never worked at the same radio station until now, and it's it's a great regret because I wish I could have worked with him my whole career. He is he is awesome, mm-hmm. and so a I felt terrible because I'm like, oh dang it, but then I was like, okay, good. So it's not just me, and it's not my fault. <laughs> so I it, it was one of those to where it was, oh man, poor Steely. But then it was like, yeah, not just me. I'm off the hook, baby. <laughs> TJ, uh, I, I know that this is something that only like you, me, Drake, Casey, Bride, and TJ probably care about, but it was a factor on the show yesterday. Sure, it was. Uh, not only, not only did the uh, esteemed mayor Larry Heikala fight through it, but I'm telling you right now, Daryl Pyle can have his own show on this on this station after the way that he fought through that. Our city manager, unflappable, un, unflap. Unflapped, unfazed, unflappable. It was incredible. Kellen McCoy, unfazed, unflappable. Unflapped. But it was kind of nice to have the little post-show rehash, recap, whenever you're driving along. I honestly, it was one of those days I dropped you off. I, I did... I had something really stupid this weekend. I did an overnight show, which I've kind of committed not to do during the, the, the softball one, season. one to five? I did the one to five a.m. Saturday. Then we had the game. Then I got home and I did ten to one. And then I did five to eight. So it was – and then I did nine to noon. So I, I'm not like sitting here going, look at all these shows. I'm just saying. So you literally took a nap, got up. And, and came and did our show. Yeah. yeah. But, but you did a show before it. That's right. It's, it, 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 I do it like three or four times a year, and it was really easy whenever I was um, – what's the best way to put it? Not old. <laughs> whenever – I mean, I have a crick in my neck. Like from, 10 years ago, it was no big deal. Yeah, from, from sleeping wrong that has now lasted four days, and I can't talk to someone without completely turning and looking at them. Getting old sucks. So Voice is holding up? Voice, voice is fine. This is just – I'll blow my nose twice, I'll get my cup of coffee in me, and I'll be okay. Yeah, it's voices and muscle. Work it out, the better it gets. But I, uh, <laughs> there was a part of me that, so I went home, and I'm like, hey, can I grab a quick nap? And I closed my eyes and forgot everything that had happened before that nap on the day. <laughs> it was one of those to where someone came in with a nebulizer. <laughs> I woke up. My kid's like, hey, you got to get ready for the, the daddy-daughter dance. And I was neuralizer. Like, yeah, no, what, I, what, I call it, what I call a it? A nebulizer. Oh, neuralizer. Thank you. That's, what, uh, that's what's happened to the Huskers. They got nebulizer. Neural, nebulizer. So I, uh, I had that nap, and I completely forgotten everything that had happened. And you bringing up, picking you up was the moment where I was like, oh, okay. I did do that. Th- things, <laughs> that did happen. Things are starting to come back. They weren't just <laughs> in a dream last night. 
Uh, well, thanks for doing that. I didn't know you were uh, operating on such little rest. Well, too. I mean, I was right over by there. I mean, it was right on my well, way. Well, that was very kind. And any chance I get to go by and see? Well, I didn't get to go see Kurt hitting uh, Curtis over at Christian Brothers. Was Curtis in there? Did you get to say hi to him? I bet he wasn't. He was probably. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Young Family Athletic Center. Oh, by the way, one more thing. <laughs> Sorry, one more thing from yesterday. The youth pastor almost has the announcements over. Then we'll get to the show, but. Uh, I got to meet Kristen Roberts finally. I we we have, we have she's been a contributor. She's awesome. I've seen her on social media. Uh, she's great friends with Casey. Daddy daughter dance last night. Josh Helmer. Uh, there she is. There's there's Nate's mom running the thing. I love it. Immediately I was like, "What's he doing? Where's he going? What's?" It? Totally kidding. But it was. I got to meet a rock. I felt like I got to meet a rock star last night. A superstar, I no fe- doubt. And I was. I've got my brand new suit, which makes me feel kind of. But it's also it's really well fitted, and so I still kind of feel like Tommy Boy, fat guy in a little coat. So there's a part of me that was also a little bit embarrassed. I'm like, ah, you know, this is fitted. Yeah, the belly's a little bit out. But it was an awesome night last night. I um I thought a lot after we left the Young Family Athletic Center yesterday. That I don't think I even understood how big of a deal that was. Is it pretty amazing? Some it's of the pretty photos. Amazing. Yeah, it it really is. I just looked really cool. I wasn't familiar with like the Kobe Bryant Dream Center. I, I I really wasn't. I didn't know much about it. I heard he had built it, you know, before he passed, and I I understood. And it's just to me, it was. Okay, like a basketball. It's it's basketball courts. And I'm not going to lie to you. I Even in looking at the renderings, I guess it hadn't registered exactly w- what it was. And being there and seeing that vision and understanding the city's role and understanding Trey's role and then understanding the partnership between, what is that, Norman Regional and uh, – it's just – I was jaw-dropped, man. jaw drop the pool the gyms what it's gonna be and and what it can be that area continues to grow I I I hope we we understand just how massive of a addition that is to our city's resume and and what it does for youth sports what it does for taxable events that'll be coming well to help raise the overall portfolio of this city increase tourism tax dollars it's great it's it is amazing and it's set up i think to really they can host some big time basketball events if and once i mean it really can and it's going to i bet there'll be some big time swimming events i mean I there's no doubt it, like, it absolutely what? will so kudos to a vision that honestly i didn't I guess I didn't really get at first. I understood that it's going to be a big deal and there's going to be a few basketball courts in there. But I spent most of my day like in awe, jaw-dropped in what that's going to be. So, I mean, you can get a family membership. You can go on days and play. I, I'm sure it's going to be somewhat like, a, <laughs> if I could say like Sooner Bowl, where there's times where there's league stuff going on and you can't bowl and – there might be league stuff going on in practices where you can't practice, but guess what? There's an open court somewhere. They've got eight of them. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing, dude. I was just in awe of that yesterday. Fantastic for the city of Norman. So big. So big. 
Um, and and you know what? I I I met Bob from Submit came by. Yesterday. Oh, really? Well, I, I can't say I met. I'm around Bob a lot. It's just he was um he was in his element, man. He was telling everyone what to do. It was great. It was <laughs> it was awesome. It doesn't have a weight room. Is that his element? Is like bossing people around? Is I, I think so. Or letting people know what's going on. I'll say he looked good. I was like, BFC, you look good. So that was my star sighting yesterday. Kellen McCoy, Larry Heikola, and BFC. It was a good day. Um, but everything from yesterday, top-notch, first-class. Ribbon-cutting ceremony was very cool. How did it go for uh, for Ted out there? Did we eventually get, like, a new piece of equipment? Because I feel like I kind of know Ted, and I think if that would have happened, that equipment would have ended up launched across the room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's it, hope it was went it good? Well. Okay. I didn't see anything broken, so that's a good sign. And, and I also – this is terrible to say, too, but there was a little bit of reassurance whenever TJ's like, yeah, we think that – the unit crashed or something. I'm like, oh, well, that's good because the last thing I want is for it to sit here and everyone's like, nothing wrong with it. No problem here. Obviously, there's something wrong with it. All right, listen, there's a lot to get to on the show. I believe, I believe Olivia Troutman's going to join us today. I believe so. You don't say. Oh, no. Oh, no. I didn't get this text message, Caitlin. All right, we got to call Olivia Troutman. She's going to join us, I think, coming up next. She's sitting in for KJ today, and apparently I either missed the text or I was too busy talking about the greatness of the Young Family Athletic Center or our our, our equipment <laughs> or my lack of sleep. Or you and I's little miniature or, or, road our, trip. Our miniature road trip yesterday to get to it. All right, quick break, 917. It's the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Do, do you know what? Uh, Olivia is the greatest person to talk to about this issue that I'm having. Because Olivia's battled through, like, every injury possible, right? Welcome into the Plank Show with Josh on Plank, Olivia Troutman, uh, legendary OU gymnast, part of the coaching staff, and they're they're really good, and they're back home this weekend. Olivia, good morning. Sorry I called late. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Don't worry about it. Okay, good, good, good. I'm in pain. Here's what's <laughs> going on. It's like... It's like the crick in my neck. You know, when you were a kid, you'd get that when you'd sleep wrong and you'd kind of have to turn instead of turn your neck. You're an elite athlete. <laughs> Did you ever have to deal with that or no? Honestly, sometimes. Like okay. Sometimes sleeping or the weirdest thing is get the best of you. I mean, what's what's the cure? I mean, is there a stretch that I can do? Is it just old age? I mean, is it, <laughs> what's, what's the greatest fix for that? Do I need to walk it off or something? What? Walk it off. Stretch it, do some neck rolls, you know, massage if you need it. It's kind of funny is every single time that someone is going to walk by the studio, they're going to give me like 12 looks because the stretch that works the best is if I put my hand on the wall, you know, you Uh just stretch it up, lean down, and it hurts so (laughs) bad I'll close my eyes, and I just I can't wait for one of the salespeople to be like, what in the world is going on right now? How are you feeling uh, about this squad right now and what you've seen from them? It's pretty incredible, isn't it? Yeah, honestly, it's super incredible. This group of girls is doing an amazing job. We're going into week eight, um, again, just kind of building our momentum going forward, focusing on all, all the little things, all the details that make us turn. What, um, for you, I feel like we've asked this a lot, but how has it helped them to have someone that's been so close to it, <clears throat> and, a, and a lot of them, their teammate, right, how nice yeah. has it been, and what's that adjustment been like for you to be able to go from, I'm cheering you on from over here in the pit, and, and we're going through practices together, to, 
all right, I'm seeing this from a coach's perspective, and here's what I think you need to do. What, what What's that adjustment been like for you? I mean, yeah, at first it was challenging, obviously, turning, like, what was your best friend into, like, somebody you're coaching. And mm. so, um, obviously, I was just there with them doing it, so I have a different perspective. And, like, obviously I can relate to them being at a younger age just like them. And so some of the key things I can tell them was, like, what worked for me, and they trust me because, again, I was just there doing it. And for them, like, they can come and talk to me, honestly, about everything because, Again, I've, I went through probably everything in my career from injuries to, like, super high successes. And so they just think I have, like, a lot of perspective to the sport in general in that area. And then, obviously, I love helping them making an impact on their gymnastics and their everyday life. What would you take away from the way that they performed the Metroplex Challenge? I mean, 198.3, it's about where you want to be and, and really good uh, beating a good Cal team, Washington and Arkansas. What was your biggest takeaway from that event? Yes, I mean, all the teams that we went up against were amazing, and they're top runners going into the end of the season. And so just having that momentum build and getting that huge score just will help us like propel into the future when we take on West Virginia this weekend and then we have Michigan at home and then so forth. And so the, all this momentum that we're building, all the things that we're overcoming in every meet will just only help us for the end goal of the season. And, and crowds. So Soonersports.com slash tickets. we got tickets we're going to give away coming up here in just a bit. Uh, I I got to go back a little bit because I was there for the the Denver meet, the home opener on January 26th. And we actually had a chance to talk to KJ in studio that Tuesday before the trip to Tempe and now the most recent and and had the uh had the meet against BYU and then back uh back on the road for the Metroplex. I know yes. there were concerns about the vault and and <laughs> and going back a few weeks. Have you seen those improve? Is that an area now where they've made the adjustments they needed to make? Yes, we are making improvements. At the last home meet, we had more sticks. This meet, it was a solid group of girls that went up, and we're actually putting out, we're warming up more girls now. So we have about nine 10 vaults that we can choose from um, on the day of competition. And so the girls have really been working in the gym, focusing on all the details, all the things that Lou and I are saying to help them do their best vault and help them feel confident going into the meet. So it's definitely been a big improvement, and we're just looking – Towards more stuck landings and more consistency around the board. What is in in I like it, warming up more people. How much has your perspective changed on that? In you had one mindset as someone preparing to compete, and now the other mindset is keeping that eye eye out on. Okay, they might be a little bit too juiced, or they're on their game. And I and I know that you know KJ and Lou and Tom they're 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 going to be involved. But for you. What are you looking for, and what can you see that can help the coaches determine, all right, say uh, Danny's on right now, or maybe she's off? Uh-huh. What, what's what's that process like for you? Yeah, I mean, obviously every time we compete, we want to put the best six up at the end of the day. Um, and so, again, having that depth in the gym, having all those girls train those 10-0 vaults like, only pushes the competition in our gym to, for everyone to be better. And so when it comes down to meet day, obviously, again, we're going to pick the best people, the best people that are landing, all the execution. Um, And so at the end of the day, we're going to make the best decision to put our best foot forward to make that vault succeed and, again, the meet succeed. So for me, it's just honestly like reading body language, just seeing how their vaults are doing every day, like confidence-wise, and then just collaborating as a team and collaborating with the coaching staff and communicating what we think will be best. 
Number one in the country, OU Women's Gymnastics, home this week, and Olivia Troutman is joining us on the show. How good was Reagan Smith in Fort Worth? Um, I mean, amazing. Um, this is her first time she got to exhibition vault. Uh, she did a great vault. Obviously, she's been working for that for her whole career. It happened to come in her fifth-year season. Um, so she was amazing. And then going to bars, going to beam, getting a 10, and then going to floor and hitting an amazing routine in front of her home crowd of Texas was something I know she's been working for. Um, and it was just great to see her out there doing her thing. She's she's so good in everything she does. What is that practice and preparation time then whenever there's an event that, all right, I want to I wanna do this, but yet you're still perfecting everything else, Olivia. How did you, when you would do the all-around, or how does someone prepare for each event with the limited amount of time that you truly have? Yeah, I mean, every day in the gym, every turn counts, all the – um, execution, all the technical stuff, everything counts in the gym. And so really focusing on the event that you're on that day or that event you're on that turn really helps. And then building your confidence on one event and building your confidence on another kind of just plays in a big circle um, of having confidence. And so going into the meet, when you're confident in yourself, you're going to do your best gymnastics. You're going to be there for your teammate right next to you, um, helping them go through whatever they need to go through. And then again, just the crowd at any competition, but especially at the LNC, just helps you build that momentum going forward and all the good stuff that comes along with it. How cool is it when you see someone that hasn't had a ton of opportunities? Uh, I saw Belle Johnson was out on the floor this past weekend, and you see her get a chance and goes out and puts up a, a, a 985, knocking on the door mm-hmm. on a 99. How rewarding is that? How cool is that? It's very cool. Uh, Bell works super hard in the gym, and everybody who's sneaking up on those line those lineups are pushing themselves to be in those lineups 100%. So just seeing that healthy competition in the gym and then seeing them get the opportunity to go out there and do what they've been doing in the gym is a very cool and rewarding experience for them and all of us to know that we have those people that can step up and step in and do their best gymnastics. Hey, uh, Liv, before I let you go, you know, we're sitting here – during the show, I'm watching Sports Center, and they're showing highlights of UCLA and mm. Utah. Uh, you watch plays of the week, and there's always a, a stick here or a big-time routine there. How neat mm. is it to see the national coverage and the portfolio of this sport continue to rise and grow? I mean, it's amazing. Women's sports in general, they're just continuing to grow, and obviously we have a ways to go, but just seeing them nationally on a big broadcast, knowing that they're getting – um, the coverage and the top 10 or top five um, plays of the week um, is amazing. And it only is, shows that there's a push going for women's sports and there's going to be a push going for gymnastics in general. And uh, a push going to get you out to the LNC. Friday night is going to be rocking. Uh, next Friday, even more so. And we want to continue to eclipse 10,000 plus because, you know, no one can attest to it more than Olivia Troutman. As much as maybe people look at it and say, oh, gymnastics, want to be quiet. No, no, you want energy, you want juice, you want a great crowd. And for the performers and for the athletes, it makes a difference, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It's huge. It's a game changer, honestly. Having the crowd there feeding off our momentum is just amazing, and we would love to have all of Sooner Nation there. You're the best. Thanks, Olivia, for being flexible today. We'll talk to you again soon, all right? Of course. Thank you so much. All right, I'll see you. Olivia Chapman. Do you, is, do you think KJ's mad at me? That's two weeks in a row now. No, I don't think so. I wonder what I did. I wonder if it was the coffee breath when she came in last time. She's like, can't be around that guy. Well, that that, that yeah, that could have done something. Could have done it. Dang it. It's Olivia. a good opportunity, uh, opportunity for Olivia, though, too. That's, she's good.
She's good. Friday night, 6.45, OU in West Virginia. And then next Friday, OU in Michigan. What you, uh, you've got that up, so you've got me intrigued. When we come back, will you tell me what you're seeing here in bracketology? Sure. Because I haven't had, I, I want to stay surprised, so I'm not going to look. Is this updated on the Sooners? Yes. Oh, boy. All right, we'll take a break. I, um, I got a lot of good stuff on, on J.R. Sandlin last night. Really good stuff. And a new role for Curtis Lofton, which I think is really exciting, too, uh, according to reports from OU. Were those ever confirmed or anything yesterday from OU Insider that he's going to be the general manager? No? Okay. Well, I'm just I'm not doubting the reporting. The reportering is one I don't doubt. It's uh, not been, I, I don't think, officialized. Okay. okay. I mean, there's a lot of things to get reported, and you're like, well, that didn't get officialized. <laughs> but then again, I a week later true. does. But we'll take a break, and we'll look at um, we'll look at bracketology next, right here on the Plank Show. It's the home of Sooner fans. Oh, sorry, we were all sharing our war stories in the hall. I was laying out how I was so happy for Steely that it was working, only to pick you up and get in the car, and we hear him on a phone feed, like ah. Oh. Okay, you know what else? You're lucky I wasn't um to, I I was. I'm trying so hard. I cannot find a new good true crime podcast. I just can't. It, I can't. I can't find a good mystery. I can't find a good story right You've now. You've exhausted them all. Well, here's here's the other part of it, too. Can I rant and rave real quick sure. on, the, on the podcast industry? Is there'll be a few that you get into. I'm kind of into the Michigan one right now. But they'll then put episodes behind a paywall, which I don't. I mean, how many people truly subscribe to the Binge Plus or Campfire Media Plus or whatever or Dateline Plus? I, I don't know, but they'll they'll hide it behind those for so long, Josh, that I forget <laughs> I forget that I was listening to it. And all of a sudden a new episode pops in and by that time you're like, All right, where are we in this story? Stop. You put enough ads in your podcast anyway. It doesn't need to go behind a paywall. Boo. But everything's behind a paywall now. So you're lucky that I didn't have a podcast that I was into, or you get stuck with that. And, and I'm that not as, fine. I'm not asking for suggestions either because the last few suggestions that you guys that y'all have given me haven't necessarily been the best. I did try the I was gonna try the Netflix thing last night, but I was kind of in heaven last night, Josh. I'm not going to lie. I, uh, Caitlin Fournier, great uh, friend of the show, University of Oklahoma Athletics Marketing. She, she hooks us up a lot with our gymnastics tickets. And she texted and said, are you watching? Oh, my God, this is crazy. And I thought, oh, you know what? I'm not. Because I'm at Washington for the daddy-daughter dance. Don't tell me I'm DVRing. I'd completely forgot that I was DVRing NASCAR to be able to watch when I get home, Josh. So I got home last night at about 8.30. And I sat down and I watched the last 90 laps of the Daytona 500. And then when I finished with that, when I was done with that, it timed up perfectly for the last 10 laps of the uh Xfinity Series race. How about that? So I was in NASCAR heaven. You're living, baby. And I'm going to tell you something right now. I know that this show isn't a show that is 
driven. See what I did there? By a lot of NASCAR talk. I get it. I understand it. I know that, you know, we've got guys like Christopher Bell that I'm, I'm hoping to continue to, you know, cultivate that relationship. You know, early on he came on. We wrote about him. I got, I got to know his mom a little bit. We just, were best friends until we weren't. And and then he kind of who was the guy? Who was the guy that James used to always have on? And then he got big time, and he would never. He would always stiff us. Um. Oh gosh, the gambling guy does the magazine. Phil Steele. Remember, yeah. remember Phil Steele. Like it always come on, and then all of a sudden he gets big time, and they never have time for you. Yeah. But Christopher Bell, he's big time now. So we're you know we gotta kind of fight through that and work through that. Uh. But, Admittedly, I, I we're not chasing down leads every week. I, I'm not. I mean, I just it's it's. I, th- I think a, we could probably get him. If it's we, not a him problem. It's more of a me problem. Right, I think. It's an us problem. Right. Um. But I'll never understand how someone can watch those final, let's just say, thirty laps of a restrictor plate race and not just be on the edge of your freaking seat, man. I, the aesthetics, the skill. I, I was I was fanboying out, dude. The broadcasting drama. The I, I still don't know. Hey, NASCAR diehards, both of you that listen to this show, how we feeling on Kevin Harvick? They made a booth change this year. So it's Mike Joy, Kevin Harvick, and Clint Boyer. And Boyer is the man. Uh, and I think Boyer is one of those guys that realizes, you, you can tell he likes Harvick. Because he knows that it takes prompting Kevin a little bit, so he'll he'll tee lay him up. he'll lay out a scenario and he'll tee him up. But I, I thought the broad, the broadcast is good. It's just it, Mike Joy one time many years ago said there's 32, 32 cars racing tighter than the cars are parked in the parking lot, and I just I was like wow. That's an explanation. You could throw a blanket over the top 10 is another one that I like. But, Josh, you've got three wide, 200 miles an hour. Just You know carnage is coming. It's just a matter of time. But the fact that you see so many moments where it doesn't, and you had a little controversy at the end of it, I mean, it's great. And I came to this conclusion to pull back in all my football, baseball, basketball fans. It took a long time for NASCAR to figure it out. I mean, we're not too far removed from restarts being single lane and the cars on the inside were one lap down. We're not too far removed from races finishing under caution. But they came up with green-white checker, and it's awesome. It's awesome. We got to come up with a green-white checker for football or basketball or baseball. It's just... It's this incredible race. The the goods at the front. Let's finish it. Here it's it's gone beyond its required amount of laps. Now last night didn't end up in a green white checker. Caution hit just after the leaders had taken the white flag. But we got to come up with it because it's just it's the most perfect overtime you can have in sports. And I loved every minute of it. So I apologize if every now and then there is this squirrel moment where I'm like, dang, man, that was a great NASCAR race yesterday. And it was really, it was just like good racing for a long time. And then it got crazy. Oh, looky there. All right. The show is, the show is set, Josh. What's the, I can't see that far away. What's the 405 say? Thank you for talking some NASCAR. 
I love that and IndyCar. I didn't care much for Harvick yeah. in the booth, but maybe he'll get better. See, that, that was the thing. Now, they never they never they never fire anyone. They just add to like an offset. So in other words, you have three guys in the booth, and then you go down and there's 86 dudes at a table. It's like Sunday night football on NBC. <laughs> that's, that's where they've gotten that's shuffled where, off. That's where they've shuffled them off to. But I'll tell you what, man. There's not a – Toby Rowland was put on this earth to be the voice of the Sooners. No to- doubt. Toby Rowland was given the gift by the big man upstairs from his creativity to his passion to his – I can speak to his um, – just his true research, everything he does. Very detailed. Detail-oriented. Um, He's a pro. He's a pro's pro. He was put on this earth to call Sooner Sports. Mike Joy was put on this earth to call NASCAR. There is I, – I, I like the other guys. I like the Adam Alexanders. Uh, I, I, and Adam's a big college football fan. I, I like the the dude on NBC, Rick. What's his uh, What's his name? I can't think of it right now. I know you won't be able to help me with this. No, yeah. <laughs> You're looking at me like, bro. I can't help you with this. But Mike Joy was put on this earth to call NASCAR, and he's just amazing at it. So Do- Dodger Blaine, glad Jeff Burton's gone. Annoying. Jeff Burton was not very good. Nine one nine. I dislike the laps under yellow at the end. Let's race, baby. See, that was the thing. That was the thing. If that caution flag could have come out 0.2 seconds earlier, we might have had Sports Center leading with one of the most wild finishes you've ever seen. Because Bowman, who is quickly becoming one of my favorite drivers, Alex Bowman, and uh, William Byron were going to have an absolute. I mean, just brawl. And they were trying to win it for Hendrick Motorsports. I think, what was it, his uh, 40th year? And he finishes 1-2. But yeah, it was a great night. Uh, let's pay off the tease. Sorry. What got me started on NASCAR? Oh, that's right, Caitlin. It's your fault, Caitlin. Josh, what did you see in Bracketology that caught your eye? I haven't even looked yet. So, What uh, seed line would you say OU is? I'm a little bit worried that – and I'm not kidding because I saw you pull it up and I couldn't I couldn't get away from it, it quickly because I wanted to be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they're down to like a 10, if not maybe an 11. Oklahoma is an eight seed and falling in uh, the West region. Oh, dude, if we have to play Arizona in the second round, just let us miss the tournament. I, I can't deal with that. They would again. open versus Boise State, and yes, Arizona the West um, Got to win some games. The great thing that's in front of them is isn't every game left for them a quad one game? Is that right? Now, that's that's <laughs> that can be bad, too, with the way thing. I've got the schedule right here, Josh, if you don't want to have to worry about it. But, um, I mean, you think about the Oklahoma nitty-gritty on the season so far. Um, Ex- Oklahoma State won't be. I've got an Oklahoma State cut for us later. Don't let me forget. Everything after that should be, yeah. So the the nitty-gritty on Oklahoma as far as the bracketologists are concerned. 
Um, you're looking at a team who is 39 in the net. Their highest net was December 19th when they were 7th. Is that is this still uh, updated? Yeah, 39th. Okay. Their lowest the lowest net Oklahoma has had this season, want to guess? That's where they are right now. 39th, huh? Yep. They're um they're three and seven against quad one with three quad one games remaining. They're three and one against quad two with two quad two games remaining. Bedlam's so important. They they gotta gotta win Bedlam. Huh. So Cincinnati's not a quad one win. I wonder how close they are to being a quad one win. They're at third how can Cincinnati not be considered a quad one game when they're thirty seventh in the net right now? I wonder if that'll update. I wonder if that'll update. Because they're knocking right there on the door, right? Top well, it's top thirty five, right? Huh. And it's a home game too. Oklahoma yeah. State T- quad top top thirty, I believe, at home is top, uh quad one. There it is, top thirty, you're right. So Quad one games at Iowa State, home for Houston, and at Texas, quad two games against Cincinnati and at Oklahoma State. You got to go win Bedlam, man. Got to go win Bedlam. Okay, still comfortably in, right? Oof, Oklahoma State's 125 in the net. Do not stub your toe in that no. game, yeah, Sooners. Got to win that one. Oh, God. And, and Oklahoma State playing pretty tough here. But down to a nine, uh, do you say an eight, eight. seed? Eight seed playing the nine seed boys in the first round. Don't know how to feel about that. All right, quick break. <laughs> Five eight zero oh, Nate NASCAR followed by bracketology. What contest in hell did I win? <laughs> I'm sorry. You're welcome. You uh, will, you will consume this content and you will like it. You will like this content. Five eight zero oh, Nate. You will embrace it. All right, I got some. Uh, you know, Jackson Arnold was on the station yesterday. Did you know that? He was on with Teddy and Tyler. JFA. JFA. Uh, let's share a little bit of what we learned coming up next right here on The Ref. This is a, this is a, a good vibes day in the station. Have you noticed that? I don't know what – and we're talking about stuff that sucks, like we're having to replace a very expensive piece of equipment, but there's, like, good vibes. Everyone's got good vibes. Everybody's cheery. Of course, in the middle of, of of talking to Drake and TJ about it with Casey, the boss lady there, I did have to put my arm up on the wall and start stretching. Ah, got a this is terrible. Guy from Parts Unknown writes, I feel you, Nate. Add a little WWE and a call from USC Brian, and I can go ahead and jump off this cliff. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. It was one of the biggest races of the year, and it gave us a fantastic finish. So let's recap. Outside of Olivia Troutman uh, saving us this hour, there has been talks of uh, broken equipment, a terrible crick in my neck, uh, a little NASCAR, and Josh and I riding home after the show together. That's right. Boy, this is some quality content. Um, I mean, what else would you want to hear, though? Well, J- Jackson Arnold was on the station yesterday. So oh, you don't say. <laughs> we're going to reset a little bit of it coming up after the top of the hour. I-, I don't – you're not going to get what you want. In other words, 
it's it's just not you're not going to get the well let me tell you right now this offense is clicking let me tell you what we are ready to go kick some tail it was more calculated and just not, not, I'm not saying anything bad about the kid but well, that's that's not my point I'm the just, young man has started one football he, game and I think whenever we're like hey Jackson Arnold was on the station in February your hope is all right. Who do you talk about having a great off season? Who, who who's doing this? What's going on with the offense? What's up with the offensive line? And really, at this point, you just you, you don't know. <laughs> you just you don't know. They've had winter workouts, and that's it. But I will say, uh, we got a little bit of it that we'll share coming up here in a bit. He was at the uh, the Trey Young grand opening. He had an appearance there. So Young Family Athletic Center. What did I just call it? The Trey Young facility. Well, people knew what you were saying. What are the? What are they? Does Trey Young have a nickname in the NBA yet? Outside of the haters from New York or something like that? Because, like I said, the Y fact just scares me uh, for me to have to say it. And and calling it ice cold, I don't necessarily know if that's going to work this this early. But yeah. We'll hear from Jackson Arnold coming up next. That's Josh. I'm playing. This is the home of Sooner fans.